0: I'm recording this. It's February. It's finally February. Um, I'm so excited for spring to get here. I just want the warmer weather. Um, and I am not a warm weather, hot weather person at all. I would rather, I would rather have it be chilly, but it's just been really like this past week has been really, really cold. And so I've got heating blankets on me here in my office. Um, I do have heat in my office. People always say, turn on the heat it's on. I just, um, drinking the water and it just makes me cold. And so, um, I always have a heating blanket on. So today I wanted to do something. I haven't done this in a while. And I want to do this more often. I want to kind of keep a running list of questions that are sent in and then kind of do a Q&A um, and just answer these questions. I always say when one person has a question, three other people have that same question, but they just, they're too scared or just too quiet to um, ask it. And so um, I know there are times when I've been in like, You know groups and 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 those kinds of things and people are asking questions and it's like yeah i kind of did have that question or i didn't think about it um in that way so uh here are some of the questions that i have gotten recently that i thought um i would come on and and answer so they're kind of they're they're about a lot of different things um so some of them are like I said, there it's just, I, I've just been keeping a running list of the, the questions that I've gotten recently. So some are about like my Instagram shop, some are about, you know, saving money and organizing and um, business stuff. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start with it. So um, one thing I've been getting a lot of questions about is my Instagram shop. And um, I did write an entire blog post about how I set up my Instagram shop, and why I did. Basically, I was sharing all of my, you know, I've been sharing my thrifted finds on Facebook and Instagram um, and YouTube for a long time. And people started asking, can I buy that? Can I buy that? Oh my gosh, can I buy that? And it was like, I hadn't really thought about it. And then um, I started getting it so often that I thought, okay, I need to set this up as simple as I can, um, so that it's something that I can do. And it's not gonna at the capacity that I'm at right now this is this is how it's worked um and it's worked well um I have kept it small it is something that I have thought about um you know maybe you know doing more at some point but right now it's just this is what it is and so I have gotten a lot of questions about different things inside the shop and this week somebody was she's really close I think to setting up her own shop and starting to sell some of her finds and so um she was asking about different things like, uh, you know, how do I print? How do I, you know, do labels? How do I, like all that. So basically I will leave the link to uh, my blog post all about this and what I use and what I do and how I've done this um, really with no money upfront and I've kept my costs way down. Um, So I will leave a link to that um, blog post in the show notes so you can get more um, specific things, but I do use pirate ship, uh, for all of my shipping. Um, I do print off the shipping labels here in my house. Um, I do, she was asking about taxes and that is one thing that I get that question a lot about furniture flippers. Um, now with this IG shop, taxes is one thing that I will never, I'm never going to like talk about or, um, advise you on because it's so different for everybody's situation, business, you know, where you live, what you do, how much you make, how little you make. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's just not my wheelhouse. And so um that is one thing that I'm never going to uh to like you know tell you to do one thing or another. But definitely talk to your tax professional. Tell them what you're um thinking about doing and and they can they can walk you through the ins and outs and what you need to be doing. So Um, so yeah, I was trying to think, I didn't write down, yes, do I print the labels from pirate ship? Yes, I do. Um, and the taxes, and then how do I keep my costs down? She was worried that she had to have like a ton of money up front. You guys, if you are going to start doing something like this, tell your family and friends. It's like when I tell people, when I'm coaching people about furniture flipping and making money doing that, tell your family and friends first and foremost, you will get so many pieces from them. (laughs) And I let um, family and friends know that I was doing this, and I have never had to buy a box. Um, I just recently bought one roll of bubble wrap, but otherwise, it's just all things that family and friends have been keeping, and I just kind of stockpile in a little area in our basement. You know, that's another thing. I am somebody that's a little bit, okay, a lot of bit OCD, and I just did not want a shop to consume my home because I knew that would not be something that would be good for me and so you know I couldn't have a room just full of boxes and like wrapping stuff and you know shipping supplies that just was not going to work in the house that we're in and so I've kept it small you know that's another reason why I've kind of kept it small it's just the capacity and the space that we have right now I just don't want it to overcome my home so um so, but yeah, so what family and friends, like newspaper is good packing material. At, tell family and friends whenever they get an Amazon box, <laughs> keep those, um, oh, you know, those air bubble things, the, like the bigger ones. What there, There's a name for them and I cannot think of it right now. But keep all that stuff, all the packaging material you can, all the boxes. Like when Amazon sends me something in a bubble-wrapped um you know, like a package or a envelope, not a box. I keep all of those. So, um, uh, you know, packaging tape is something that I do have to buy, but I have found it pretty inexpensive on Amazon. So that's just some of the things that I've done. Again, I will leave the link to that entire blog post in, in case that's something you're more interested in and wanting to learn, um, how I'm doing it, keeping my costs down and keeping it simple right now for, for what I have, um, for what I want it to be. <laughs> oh, another thing she did ask was, does she need a scale? And yes, um, I do have uh, a scale that I bought on Amazon. I think it's under twenty bucks, and that's um, that's how I, you know, calculate the shipping and all of that. So yes, you do need a scale. Okay, that's all in the post. post. Um, what? So here's another question: What social media channel should I start for flipping for furniture flipping business? any business you have i don't care what you do if you are you know doing a side hustle or you're starting a part-time thing on the side or it's something that you want to do full full time you need a social media presence i'm we're all on social media <laughs> everybody's on social media Um, you know, gone are the days that we're sending flyers to your home or, you know, putting flyers up in, you know, restaurants and especially if you're trying to reach not just a local audience, but more people. So you definitely need a social media presence. And I know not a lot of people want to hear that because they think, oh my gosh, (laughs) that just seems overwhelming. And I'm coming. Here's the thing. I never had social media personally. I never had a Facebook page. I never, when that came out, I'm like, Instagram, what is this? Friends and family all had Facebook and I just never had it. And to be completely honest, if I did not have um, my creative days and all of this that I'm doing, I would not have a Facebook page and I would not be um, on social media personally. So um, but for business, I'm all about it. Like definitely it's been something that I've had to push myself because, like I said, I had no idea how to use it at all because I had not had anything On the personal side, I hadn't been using it. I mean, you know, liking, commenting, like all of that. I'm like, what is this all about? So I had to literally start from scratch. So coming from somebody that had no social media, anything personally, um, to growing a business and a larger following, you definitely need a social media presence. Now, the question was, which social media channel should I start? So when I am inside the creative squad, which is my... um, private community for furniture flippers. I do a lot of coaching on this this particular topic a lot because social media is always changing and there's always things we need to kind of just tweak a little bit or just make sure that we're doing. Um, but I always tell them that start with the channel that you use the most. So which channel? Is it TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Where are you scrolling most often? Where are you consuming information or finding people or, you know, accounts to follow, whichever that one is, that's going to be the one that you are most comfortable on just, just organically, right? Like not even like a business sense or anything. You kind of know where the buttons are, you know, where to like or how to comment, you know, you know, all that. So that is the social media um, channel you need to start on, hands down there. I'm not going to tell you TikTok. I'm not going to tell you Facebook. I'm not go with the one that you know, and you're most comfortable on when you start, you know, growing it and doing, you know, doing well and you kind of got have got the grasp of how to run a business on that social media account, then I tell you to choose another one. Um and again, try to go with one that you're a little bit more familiar with. And if not, then just dive into that one um, you know, as your second social media channel. Uh as of right now, I post on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I have a YouTube channel, my website. Um, what am I forgetting? A Pinterest? Um, that's not really social media. That's more of a search engine. But um, so, but I didn't start out with every single one of those at all. <laughs> so definitely start with one. Wait till you get a good grasp on it. Kind of get it under your belt. You've got it going, um, and then then you can branch out into others. Okay, here's one. How to how do I organize um, a child's art area? So I love organization questions because they. um, my sister and I were actually, we got to go thrifting together uh, about a week ago and we just never get to do that. And we, um, it worked out that we could. And she's like, will you please come help me organize? Like once the weather gets nice and spring is here, I just want to organize everything. Like she was talking about her closet and all the things. And I hear that and I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, I will. Like, I'm just so excited. Um, It just, I just love to do that. So um, when I saw this question, I'm like, I have to write this down and I and I can answer it here. So I, I think the biggest thing, especially with an art area, is that the kids can see what is there. And depending, I don't have an age for this child, but depending on the age of your child, um, you know, if they're older, they can have, you know, glass jars or, you know, those kinds of things, um, glass canisters and things. Um, but if they're younger, obviously plastic would be better. Um, But they need to be able to see what they have. And here's the biggest thing that I think kind of um, we need to remember, especially if they're little kids. So when our kids were little, I always had um, if you couldn't see what was in it, I always had pictures like when they couldn't read. Right. So I would have pictures of blocks outside the block bin um, so they would know that that's where the blocks go. Right. And so not only being able to see what they have in the art area <clears throat> so they know what to use. Right. But then they know where it goes when they go to put it back. Right. Um, and uh, it's something where you have to be consistent with them. Again, I don't know the age of this child, but if you start out young, I promise you it's so much easier when they get older. They know where everything goes and they, you know, they get in a habit of, okay, I have to put this away before I can get this other thing out. You know, so it's kind of a, and it is a constant thing, right? It's not going to be convenient, but it's if you constantly remind them, constantly have them go through those motions Um, you know, if they leave the area and it's not picked up or whatever, and then they went outside to play, I was the mom that would call them in and say, Hey, (laughs) we got to come back in and do this before we can go out and play. Um, and they don't want to do that at all. Right. So then the next time they're like, let's get this picked up because I'm not coming back in from, from outside, you know, but it's being consistent in those things. Um, I definitely, uh, I use some, So Gabrielle's art area, the kids' art area. I mean, when Landon was little, we did a bunch of art stuff. Um, But now she is like the, she's so creative and and she does some amazing work. But um, so I use hanging wall, um, like pocket. Uh, wall systems if that makes sense where they hold different papers so she's like now she's got her watercolor paper in there and then there's like oil painting paper I'm gonna say this all wrong but right she's got different papers for different things that she's working on but they you she can see each one of those things hanging on the wall she can see each of the like the it's like a wire (laughs) here on the podcast I just can't show you like I can like on Instagram but it's a wire wall hanging system and it's just, it's like it holds folders. I think they're called folder, whatever, but it's its for paper folders, books, you know what I mean? Um, so we do use that for papers. Um, we do have a lot of glass jars in her art area uh, and everything has a jar or a container, if that makes sense. So we don't have like junk drawers full of art supplies. Um, you know, she is, you know, she's now at the age where I can't believe She is 17. (laughs) She does not seem 17 at all to me. Um, But, you know, she has certain, like I said, markers or paintbrushes or things. And so she's got those all sectioned into different things. Um, The more you can keep off the work surface the better so the actual table is better so if you can get they have them everywhere walmart target ikea depending on where you live but there are systems where you can hang stuff on the wall and so we have a couple of those that have buckets inside so she has a lot of you know her different you know watercolor markers and paintbrushes and stuff in that Um, we did create some cubbies up above her desk so that they were just square, kind of smaller cubbies. We don't want them to be an endless hole, right? Um, or an endless pit that she can just shove a bunch of stuff in. But yet they're, they're sectioned off so that things are kind of kept tidy. So those are just a few ways, um, and things that have worked for us for, um, uh, her art area. Not a lot of drawers. Um, the one table she has, it's an, uh, Old, old, old science table from an old school here. So, one of the drawers actually, we have never opened it, which we need to do that. I don't know. We're just going to have to take a drill to it or something, but it's actually locked. (laughs) Um, As I'm saying that, I'm thinking I would be telling that person to open that drawer. What is in that drawer? Anyway, but on the other side, she does have a drawer. But I feel like a lot of drawers, um, they just things get tossed in those. Do you know what I'm saying? So they do become kind of like junk drawers, not organized. Things get lost. You're buying paints and crayons and markers or whatever when the kids already have those. It's just they're not put away, so they don't know where the yellow marker is. Um, So it's going to save you a lot of money, too, if you can get it organized and kind of put together. So those are just a few tips. You can tell, like, some of these topics I can go way off on a tangent. So (laughs) I will try not to do that. Um, Okay, so another one was how do you grow on social media? So this is something, I mean, that I dive into, like I said, inside my my. The private community i have and if you guys if you want more information on that i will leave uh, a link to that too that it's just an informational page that you can kind of check it out and see if that's something you're interested in so um like i said i do dive into that monthly i or i coach them on social media and how to grow there are definitely here's the thing you need to have a strategy, you need to have a marketing plan. you need to have a reason. do not just post a post um and there's like a an, an an a science i say behind it, but not really a science um but there's a you know there's like a system behind it it's not just a um post and you'll grow type of thing so it's definitely something you learn over time um and and what I can tell you right here in this podcast uh without like again this is a whole <laughs> This is like a whole section of the things that I coach on, but, um, you need to have a strategy, number one, and you need to here here, here's the biggest thing that I pe- think people get so lost behind. And so it's just, you're so worried about your numbers, but I'm telling you the more important thing is that you have the right audience, um, and that you're marketing or, you know, showing up for the right audience, if you have 100 followers that are all engaging with you every time you post, that is so much better than having a million followers and no engagement. So take it from me, you want to be growing the right audience, not just the numbers, it's the right audience. Because in the long run, that is going to help your business Um tremendously so just remember that just stick stay away from the numbers it's almost like I wish they people could cover up that number and just start looking at the people that are engaging and like liking what they're putting out and like really and that's part of the strategy so um just don't worry about your numbers just make sure you're getting in front of the right people okay um let me see I love this question. I love this question. How do I get my husband on board? Um, And this was somebody talking about. um, Oh, my gosh. Was she talking about DIY projects or was she talking about. I think she was talking about DIY projects and just getting, um, you know, her husband on board. So. Matt, when I first met him, and I kind of told her this when I first met him, he had no idea even how to swing a hammer. I'm not even kidding you. I grew up, my dad was in construction all my life, and so, um, when my dad first saw Matt, you know like swing a hammer, I mean that's something simple, right like um, it's not even where like he wasn't cutting with a saw or anything. He was just swinging a hammer, and he's like olins. Oh, <laughs> and I didn't see it but he's like we got to teach him just how to do maybe some of the basics and so um anytime we needed anything done in my our house uh we called my dad I mean he was just our the right hand man right he had done it for so many years but throughout that Matt learned so much and then he really started getting interested in because I would always come to with up with ideas I that's my problem and then you know he didn't like the fact that I'd have to call my dad, right? And have him come over. So every time my dad came over and did anything, Matt was right there next to him. So in the beginning, it was like, Matt was just there to clean up the mess. (laughs) Or you know what I mean? Hold the board. Or you know what I'm saying? Um, He could paint. But other than that, I mean, that's literally what Matt was there for when my dad would come over and do a project. But he learned so much throughout the process. And then, you know, as time went on, then he was like, you know, doing certain parts of the project. Then it got to the point where my dad or Matt would be like, okay, if your dad can just be here (laughs) while I try and do this on my own, you know, and so my dad would kind of just come and supervise. And then it just got to the point where, um, you know, Matt could just do it on his own and now we can flip houses on our own and, and all the things. So I think, um, you know every husband is different and every husband has their own likes and and what they want to spend their time doing and i just um for for matt it was once he started doing it on his own and seeing what he could actually do or accomplish or how much money we were saving by us doing it you know and not you know having to contract it out or whatever um once we got into flipping houses i mean the he was he was <laughs> smitten i mean this is he loves doing it just as much as i do and i know that scenario is not ideal or it's not like common um i i am grateful every day but i just like to tell people it did not start out that way. Matt grew up in a in a family that was all around sports. Like that's all they did, that's all they talked about, you know what I mean? And so in the beginning he was like, I don't I don't need tools. Literally had no tools at all. Um, you know, like I no I don't need tools. I don't need to learn how to do that. I don't want to learn that. But, you know, as we were doing stuff and my dad was coming over, it just kind of evolved. So I don't know, you know, it's you know, one, you know, maybe sharing more projects, inspiration or things you want to do in your house or make, and start small. Like, don't be like, oh, let's rip out all the cabinets in the kitchen and let's start all over. And, you know, no, start with, hey, can we DIY Uh, I'm trying to think of something, Um, a frame, you know, out of wood pieces or, you know, I'm trying to think of something small. Start small. That's how Matt started. Like I said, he would hold up some boards. He would, you know, uh, pick up the mess. He would maybe hammer some things in when he learned how to swing a hammer. But you know what I'm saying? Just start small so then it's not overwhelming. If you start too um, in-depth or too, you know, like a drawn-out process or something that he's not going to get an instant satisfaction or within a couple hours you get to see the finished product then I think, um, then it just becomes overwhelming. And if they have don't have any like, you know, or don't have any want to be doing this anyway, um, then it's just gonna become like, no, see, this is why I don't wanna do it. So start small for sure. Okay, I think that's it. I'm, I'm getting close to um, 30, 30 minutes here. I'm going to keep, like I said, a running list of the questions that I get, please, I get them through email. I get them on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, everywhere. Um, So please send in your questions. I love answering, like this is one of my favorite ways to to do a podcast is answering the questions that you send in. So please, if you can send me 40 emails a week, (laughs) all with questions that you have. Um just send them to Lindsay at mycreative days.com and I will see them. I will jot them down. Um just like in this post or this podcast. I'm not giving any names or anything like that. I just um I just love answering them. So keep them coming in. I will add those links that I talked about uh in the the, the show notes of this podcast so you can check them out if you want more information on that. But Until next time, I hope I get a ton of questions and then I can start doing this maybe on a monthly basis. That would be, that would be a lot of fun. Have a great day. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.